All right, today's daf is daf Nun Zion, page 57, and we pick up from the very top of daf Nun Zion from the Mishnah. Here we go. A guy makes a vow, and he says, I am forbidding these fruits a lie on me. Now, it's the, this word elu, or as we're going to find, as we continue the Mishnah, the words hain, these, are all being very specific to fruit, to specific fruits, not fruit as a family, but specific fruits that we're, that we're focusing on. The more specific you are, the more specific the nether is going to be. If he says, Peres hain, kainan peres ha'elu alai, he's going to be ushered to these specific fruits, but not fruits in general. So he says, I'm forbidding these specific fruits on me. Or, kainam hain, these fruits are a kainam, I'll pee to my mouth. Kainan hain, they are, again, referring to specific um, items, Hain lefi to my mouth. Shidur alpi means on my mouth. Lefi means to my mouth. Bavach is going to be in all these cases when he's so specific. Aser bechilufayim. Not only are you not allowed to eat these fruits, you're not allowed to eat anything that's changed, exchanged for this these fruits as well. Okay, meaning if you want these specific fruits to be aser, anything that it's transferred for, exchanged for. Is going to be also to you as well. Now the Ran here, the Mafarshim here, explain because when you say kainan hain, you are making it like hektish. In the same way, when something has kedusha, if you exchange it for something else, the kedusha is going to remain. So, to on these items, if you forbid these foods, the the vow is going to remain on anything you exchange it for. Ubigidule, and if you take the seeds of these fruits and you plant them. Anything that grows from those seeds are also going to be usher. Fine. Next part of the Mishnah. He says, As far as eating, as far as me tasting. Then, things that it's exchanged for and things that ultimately grow afterwards is going to be allowed. Why? Because he said eating and tasting, and eating and tasting these fruits, we're not going to assume means that it extends even to things that will grow in the future or items that it may be exchanged for. He never intended that with his expression, nor does anybody understand it in that way. So, This is all true by matters where zarai, its seeds, kola ultimately get ruined. In order for it to bring new growth, it, it, uh, you put the seed in the ground, and it decomposes, it rots, and then it grows new food. Okay? But let's say the nether was on food, that's when you plant the seeds afterwards, the gidulin, in order for more th- new things to grow, the seeds have to decompose. It doesn't work like that. I feel like gidulin, asurin, and even gedule gedulin are going to be asur. And even if you plant something and that grows something else, then you replant that. Because the seed itself, if it never ultimately decomposes completely, you always have that original seed inside of it. If it decomposes, then we'll say, uh, only the gedulein, only that which grew from it, is going to be asur, is going to be forbidden. Okay? Fascinating ratio of the Mishnah. Very specific with us. Very technical with us. Very understand, but it's very, on the other hand, it's very understandable. Again, you follow the, you follow the expression, what he meant, what people understand that to mean, and that's what we're going to include in the vow.
If somebody says to his wife, you got to be very careful with uh, how spouses talk to each other, not only with Midas, but in areas of Nidarm, because we're a lot more interwoven than we realize. A person says, I'm making a kainam, of the actions of your hand, meaning your income, a lie on me. Okay. Or your work is a kainam on my mouth. It's work to my mouth. Even anything that's exchanged for the maisiyadayim, for the income of the wife, is going to be usher to him, and anything that's ultimately grown from the income or from the work of her hands as well. Fine. Sha'ani Yaichel, Sha'ani Toyim, then Mutter Bechilufayim Begidleim, same as the ratio. But Dover Zarekola, if something where the seed um, rots, it decomposes, that's what we say, it's also only Bechilufayim Begidleim, but Dover Shein Zarekola, something that doesn't uh, decompose. Afilu Gidula Gidula and Asurim, again, seemingly same as the ratio. Okay, Viter, next part of the Mishnah. Sha'at Oise. Whatever you do, any eichel, I will not eat ad ha-pesach, until Pesach. Okay? So he says to his wife, I'm making a vow. Whatever you make, I'm not eating until Pesach. Sha'at oise, whatever you do, any miskase al-pesach, I'm not going to wear it until Pesach. Asa pesach, if she made something before Pesach, mutter le'echol u'lehiskases. He can eat it, or wear it, achar ha-pesach. After Pesach. Why? Because he only forbade himself until Pesach. Shat Isa ad ha Pesach, anything that you make until Pesach, I will not eat. Now, he didn't say he's not going to eat until Pesach. He said in general, he's not going to eat. Vishat Isa ad ha Pesach, any miskas, whatever you make from now until Pesach, I will not wear. Uh, now, that's indefinite. So, also, Pesach, anything that she makes before Pesach, even after Pesach, it's not going to be allowed to utilize because, again, he made he he just said indefinitely anything you make from now to Pesach, I will not wear. Okay, also very understandable. Says the Gemara Viter. Says the Mishnah Viter. I'm sorry, nice long Mishnah over here. A person says to his wife, "I will not allow you to benefit." We we quoted this part of the Mishnah earlier in the Gemara. I will not allow you to benefit from me until Pesach under the following conditions. You ready? You cannot benefit from me from now until Pesach. Let's say it's Hanukkah. That was the example we gave. It's Hanukkah time. And he says to his wife, you cannot benefit from me from now till Hanukkah if you end up going to your father's house between now and Sukkot. So let's say she goes after Pesach, but before Sukkot, retroactively, if she's going to have an issue, because he's saying, you cannot benefit from me from Hanukkah to Pesach if you go to your parents' house before Pesach, If she goes before Pesach, Pesach. If she went before Pesach, she's going to be forbidden to benefit until after Pesach. Okay? Says the... Now we're going to have to get into this. This is interesting because it seems from this statement of the Mishnah, let's say she went after Pesach. Then we don't say there's retroactive prohibition. That's what it seems. Let's look at this next part of the Mishnah. Let's turn to Amud Beis and that's going to clarify this. La'achara Pesach. Let's say she ultimately goes after Pesach. Then 
Bival Yachel. She's taka gonna then according to these words, she will have transgressed Bal Yachel retroactively because again the husband said you can't benefit now from Hanukkah to Pesach if you go there. Between now till Sukkot, and then let's say Shavuos time, which wasn't yet Sukkot, she went to her father's house. So now retroactively, we're going to say any benefit that she had between Pesach and Shavuos is going to be a transgression. Final case of the Mishnah. A husband says to a wife, you cannot have any sort of hana from me until Sukkot. If you go to your father's house before Pesach, you Pesach, before Pesach, Pesach, as long as she didn't eat at all before Pesach, or she didn't benefit in any way, so then there's no issue. Because keep in mind, again, what the husband say? It's Hanukkah. He says, you cannot benefit from now to Pesach if you end up going to your parents' home before Sukkot. Let's say she didn't benefit at all until Pesach. Can she go to her father's house for Shuas? Yeah. Because now what? Now any benefit she had prior to Pesach is an issue? No, she never benefited during that time period. So she's fine. So you won't have an issue. Okay. As I the Mishnah, lots of Allah is in the Mishnah. Let's start tackling the Gemara. Guy says to his wife, I'm making a vow. Your income a lie on me. Or any one of these expressions. Now, Yishmol is Kfar Yama. Yishmol from Kfar Yama. The Kfar is a town. Yama is by the ocean. And some say, He was from a, a town called Diyama. Okay, so uh, according to one opinion, he lived near the beach. According to the other opinion, he didn't live near the beach. He lived in a town called, call it the beach town, or whatever it is, but nothing to do with the water. It was a town called the Yama. Hela he brought up in his hand, Batsal, a onion, Batsal, She'i Akroi B'Shvies, that had been plucked during Shvies. Okay, now the halacha is, um, when it comes to the, something that has Kedusha Shemitah, something that has uh, Shemitah, so you're allowed to eat it, but it also has Kedusha. Okay, it also has Kedusha. Now, why are we saying that it was picked during the Shemitah year? Because when it comes to onions, the the Kedusha Shviyas comes to it from the Akira, from the time that it is uprooted from the ground. So this this fellow, this Yid, by the name of Yishmael, he brought an onion that was picked during Shemitah. Then he took that onion that has Kedusha Shvias and he planted it to make more onions Bishminis in the eighth year. And what happened was that the it grew some more to the Ad Ikare until the root. Meaning it got so big that it was at least as large as the original size of the onion, which Mepharshimir explained, that wasn't an uncommon thing to do. If let's say that an onion, they want to make it larger, you replant it, you put it back in the ground, and it is possible to further, uh, to, to grow further. Okay, fine. And now Yishmael has a shayla. He's coming with a question. He says, Gidulav heter v'ikarai aser. Do we say that whatever 
extra groove from the eighth year doesn't have Kedusha Shemitah. But the main, meaning the Iker, the original onion, the main part that I planted, retains its prohibition because it was plucked during Shemitah. And Kivan, the Rabu Gedila Migare, since the, well, the, the amount that it grew is even more than the original size of the onion, maybe Aysen Gedili Heter, Mylan Esa Iser, He wanted to know if now the Shemitah is kind of bottle berif, whether it's nullified biblically in the majority because there's more growth in this onion that took place from the eighth year. Um, prior, uh, if, if it's more, now it's a majority of whatever has Kedusha Shemitah of the seventh year. Okay. This is a fascinating and lambda shashayla that has to do with, um, you know, new growths from something that was there originally, whether it's a, um, whether it's mutter or aser. Okay. So says the Gemara, Asa lekamei deravami. They brought this in front of, they brought the Shaila in front of Rav Ami, which I just want to uh, explain right now. This sugi is going to go on for a couple days. All right? This sugi now we're going to get into with the growths and and Shtikel uh, Zerotim sugi is going to take place for a couple days. Then we're going to bring it all back around to our Mishnah and and uh, the vows. All right. So Asola Kamei Rav Ami. They came from Rav Ami. He didn't know what the answer was. He was unsure. Very important for the Gemara to tell us this. Not everybody knows everything. The Heiliger Rabami. He couldn't answer. He was unsure. Also, the commander of Yisig Navcha. They brought the Shiloh from Yisig Navcha. So he brought a Raya to his answer. He didn't already answer yet. But he answered from the following. Says in the name of Rabbi Yanai. Batzal shall truma. If you have an onion of truma, which is planted, and it grows more than it was originally, mutter. It is mutter to eat for a non kayan. We do not say that the entire thing is truma. Hence, we see that majority does rule under these circumstances. So, what would Allah be if you have a regular onion plucked in the seventh year that has shmit, that has kedusha, shviyas, and then you take it, you replant it in the eighth year, and the amount it grew in the eighth year is even more than the seventh year, Allah is going to be. It does not have Kedushas Shviyas. Okay, that was Rev Yitzchak Navcha's answer. Amalei Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya says, Vitaim Rav Zreka. Some say Rav Zreka asked him, Shavik Mar train va'avid kichal. It seems that you're going against two Amairaim and you're pasking like a single Amair. Why are you leaving the opinion of two and pasking like one? Now what do you mean? What's the opinion of two? Let's go. Maninuchin, who are the two Amiram that argue? Says the Gemara, Yalda If you have a Yalda, Yalda here is Yalda's a child, right? So something that was young, recently planted. Sibcha is they graft it. So you have a, a, a small tree, a tree in its early growth that's grafted. Bizakena literally means an older tree. It means a, a stronger tree that's already older than three years. It's past Arla. Okay, now a new tree is going to be usher to benefit from for the first three years. An older tree, there's no problem. What if I graft the two together? Uba Paris. And now, I'm sorry, and Uba Paris, and there's fruit on the tree. There's fruit on the young tree. So this fruit is already forbidden to benefit from. Alpha Pisha Sivim Masayim, usher. 
even if the fruit that was originally on the young tree, after it was grafted, let's say it was the size of a penny, and now it grew to the size of a watermelon, after it was grafted with the older tree, we still say, usser, because new growth, whatever happens after grafting, doesn't change the original psak. It does, we do not follow rife. You don't follow the majority. It doesn't matter if it grew to the size of a watermelon afterwards. It retains its original prohibition. If let's say you planted an onion in a vineyard, which is usser, you're not allowed to plant onion in a vineyard, that is klayim, it's shatness, it's forbidden uh, uh, combinations of produce. And then we uprooted the vineyard, usser, it's still going to become usser. In other words, like this, you take an onion, you plant it in a vineyard, grew, Klein. Now I got rid of all the grapes. The only thing left standing is the onion. And the onion continues to grow, even more so. It grows more and more and more multifold. Still usher. It's going to be usher. Because the fact that it grew more afterwards does not change its initial prohibition of klayim. So why, we ask Rabbi Yitzchak are you going against these two, um, the, these two opinions of Amiram, and instead saying, no, we will follow the majority and it's going to be allowed. Hadar Asta Kameh Ravami. So he came back in front of Ravami. Ravami originally didn't know the answer. He said, I don't know. So he went to Vizagnavcha. Vizagnavcha, he says, I don't like your answer. So now he's coming back to Ravami. Uposhalei Menada. Ravami answered from the following uh, for the following statement, Dumb Ravitzchak, Amr Vichin. Ravitzchak says the name of Ravichin. Litra, a leader, it's a little less than a leader, that's the truth. Batsalim Shetikna. If you have a leader of Batsalim, of onions, Shetikna. Stikna means it's fixed up, meaning Trumas and Maisris have already been separated. So there's no issue with eating this onion. Uzra'a. And then you plant the onion that's permitted to eat because you already separated Trumas and Maisris. Mis aseres lefi kula. Okay. The halacha is that your goat, when you take miser again from these onions, you're going to have to include even the original growth in the new miser counting. You understand? Meaning, I have an onion the size of an eight ounce cup. I separate chumas and miser, it's completely kosher. Then I plant the onion again, I replant it. And now it grows to the size of a watermelon. So you got to take Shumas and Maestris again. You only take Shumas and Maestris again from this new, large, humongous onion minus the original eight ounces. Or do we say, no, it's all inclusive? He says over here, it's all inclusive. Alma, Aysan Iker. You see, Taka, that the fact that you need to take Maestris on everything again means the new growth is Mevatel the Iker. And what would this, how would this translate back to our halacha? If somebody picks an onion in the seventh year that has Kedusha Shemitah, then he replants it in the eighth year, and it grows a tremendous amount, larger than, or, you know, more than the, uh, um, turning it into rife, a majority of growth, the halacha is going to be, it will nullify the Kedusha Shemitah. Says the Gemara, one second. Notice there's a difference between our case of Truma Semaisris and the case of Shemitah. Why? Because by our case, the Trumas and Maestris, let's just preface this outside before we read it inside. By our case, Trumas and Maestris, here, by saying that you are, you, you need to take Maestris from the entire large onion again, including the original amount, that's being Machmir. 
That's being strict. Which sometimes we do when there's a suffix, when there's a doubt. We'll be strict. However, to say that when you pluck an onion in the seventh year and now it grows more, there's no longer Kedusha Shviyas because now it's all considered an eighth year onion. There you're being lenient. Who sa- How can you learn out from a halacha where you're being machmir to say in a different case, if you keep the same yesayed, you'll be lenient. Who says you have a right to use this psak as a leniency? Maybe the psak's coming about strictly as a, uh, as a suffix and whenever you have a suffix, you have to be machmir. Says the Gemara, Maybe specifically over there we want to be machmir, but how do you know that we could be lenient as far as Hilcha Shemitah is concerned? Says the Gemara, you're right. There's no proof. Ravami has no proof to the question. Again, what was the question? You have an onion that grows during Shemitah and you pick it. And now it's, okay, so you got, it's got Shkadusha Shviyas. And now you replant it in the eighth year and it's got larger growth, more than rive, majority over it was before. Do, uh, am I concerned about Shemitah or not? Says the Gemara, Elamin Hodo. Let's try to answer it from the following Brysa, the Tanya, because we learned in a Brysa, Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says, top of tomorrow's daf, kol dovar sheyesh loimatirin. Anytime you have a dovar sheyesh loimatirin, kikoyin tevlo maiser sheni vehekdish vechadosh loinotimem chacham shir. Here's the halacha. I mean, let's keep going, then I'll explain in a moment. V'chol dover she'in la'matirin, k'in truma ma'iser. K'in truma, truma's ma'iser. V'chala v'orla k'al ya'kerem, nos v'em chacham shir. V'chom did give in a measurement of what that is. Now let's explain what this is, what this shir is, what this halacha is, and then we'll hold it here for today after explaining this. And Be'ezham, tomorrow we will restart from Elamin Hadot. We'll restart again for the bottom line. Let's explain this concept of the Chachamim allowing something to be nullified when it's, when it's a Dovar She'en Lai Matir. Okay. What does this mean? If you have something that is a Yesh Lai Matir, something which is Usr right now, but eventually could become permitted, i.e., for example, you have fresh produce. You're not allowed to eat the produce now. It's Tevel. The moment you separate Shurmas and Maizras, it's a Yesh Bai Matirin. It's going to be able, you have in your hand the ability to be Matirit. The Chum say, such things are not nullified. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be nullified. You cannot rely and say, oh, let's say, you know, this, it, it fell into something. Yeah, it's Batal B'Shishim. No. The only time you say Batal B'Shishim is when you don't have your own way out of nullifying that Isser. Or getting, forget nullifying, of getting rid of the Isser. If I can actively, hands-on, get rid of this, uh, of this uh, Isser, of this prohibition, I'm obligated to do that instead of relying on the bittel, on the nullification. So any item that's a yesh by matirin, anything which it's in my hands to make it not treif, we'll call it, not, not kosher, kagayin, like we said, tevel, things that aren't tithe, go tithe it. Don't try to nullify it in something. You can't nullify it in something. Go tithe it. The hektish, and hektish, yeah? You know why you can get rid of hektish? Redeem it. Put the value onto something else. And now the whole thing is, is going to be, it's not going to be hectic. The whole thing will be allowed. You can't rely on nullification. Eating something too early before the carbonimer was brought. So you wait. There's a time and place where it's going to be permitted. So in all these situations, the Chum did not give a measurement to nullify it. We're machmir on it. If it, any of these things falls into a mixture, we'll say, sorry, bitl b'shishim, nullification in 60 or whatever, ain't going to do it. Because it's within your 
your, your hands to remove the isr completely. However, if let's say it's not in your hands, which we call a davar she'ain by matir, something that it's now within my power to ultimately bring it to a case of heter, for example, a piece of pork, right? Basu b'cholov, whatever it is, milk and meat, or truma, the example, umay uchumas maiser, chala, arla, kala yakerim, nothing can do about it. It is what it is. It's isr is, it's isr. There's no changing those things around. So then the Chum say, in different amounts, there is nullification, whether it's 60, whether it's 100, whether it's 200, whatever it is, there's, no, there's nullification. And the Gemara is going to point out now, when it comes to Shemitah, if I pluck this onion in the seventh year, it has Kedusha Shvius. Is there any way to remove the Kedusha Shvius? You say, listen, Shemitah is Shemitah. Shemitah, Shemitah. Now here's the deal, ready? Therefore, it could be nullified. It could be nullified. But if you say that it can change, and you could possibly remove Kedusha Shviyas from something, the Chachamim would never give it a measurement. They'd never give it an amount to be nullified. You understand this? Gavaldic. Why are they never give an amount to be Why are you nullifying it? Why are you nullifying it? You, you, it's also, it, it, it has a, the, the ability to, to be moderate. I'm sorry, it's a davar, yeah, davar sheyesh by matirin. And if it's davar sheyesh by matirin, it should be usher no matter what. And you shouldn't even be able to nullify it. Okay, that's a clarification of the difference between a yesh by matirin and a aim by matirin. Difference is something that could be nullified, not nullified. Beshem, tomorrow we will pick up again from the bottom of Nun Zion Amud Beis. The bottom line is, let's just keep, get a grasp. So we, we, we're walking away with the Shaila of the Gemara that we don't yet have an answer to, which is, if I have an onion in the seventh year, picked in the seventh year, I replant it, it now grows more than its original size. So now it's a majority of growth in the eighth year. How do we view it? Do we say that it now has majority of the eighth year and no longer has Kedusha Shviyas? Or do we say it retains its Kedusha Shviyas from, from its original growth? We're not sure, and we're going to try to use this concept of Sheyesh by Matirin or Aim by Matirin to try to uh, answer that Shiloh. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Afrelech and everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.